God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to keep studying God's word. We're going to keep being sensitive to God's word. We want the truth of his father. We want the truth of your word. In the name of Jesus, we come to you, Father, asking for the truth of your word, the reality of your word in our hearts and working in our lives. We thank you for Jesus, almighty God. Father, we just thank you for the truth of your word. We want this word to pour into us and pour into us to be settled. The Holy Ghost reveal the word of God your word to us and, and reveal it to our hearts until Christ be formed in us. Our desire is that Christ is the same as your desire, Father, is that Christ be formed in us. And, Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Ephesians, I'm ready. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 16, uh, verse 3, <laughs> Verse 3, chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. Let's read that. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my. God. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Hold on right there just for a second. To be, what does it say? To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. In the inner man. What's the inner man? In my spirit. That I would be strengthened with might. What might? His same might. The might of the kingdom. The power of God. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would live and dwell in my spirit. Next verse, brother. The inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by what? By a little bit of faith? By faith. By faith that being rooted and grounded in love, You may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Listen to me. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Filled. With how much? All. All of the fullness of God. That every blessing would work for you. That the atmosphere would change wherever you go. That you would have the peace, truly live out the peace of God that passes all understanding. That the love of God that shed abroad in your heart would pour out of you into your families, 
and to your spouses and to your children and to your cousins, uncles, brothers, friends, mother, father, whatever, that it would pour out of you. He's talking about a river. He's talking about what a rivers of living water pouring out of you. Hallelujah. In other words, the love of God. God wants us to be filled with himself. He wants you to be filled. Listen, folks, this is the real deal. The world, your circumstances, what you obtain to your five senses want, don't want you to know this. Your flesh wants to rule. Your flesh wants to keep you in a position. If I can't see it, I can't believe it. The enemy is working 24-7 to tell you how sick you are, how broke you are, how no good your spouse is, how good, no good your children are, how no good you are. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to break you up into little bitty pieces. He comes to rip your heart out. He comes to steal your children from you. He comes to steal your spouse from you. He comes to steal your money from you. If he can keep you focused on what you can see, hear, feel, taste, and touch, he can destroy you. He can rip you to shreds. Oh, but I got good news. First Corinthians chapter 3, let's look at verses 16 and 17. I'm going to look at a series of scriptures that's going to talk about you for a minute. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at this. Know you not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you, lives in you, abides in you. If we're not conscious of this, we haven't even got started yet. These can't be words on a page. Holy Spirit, reveal this to our hearts today that we are the temple of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Mm. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Say it. I'm holy. I'm holy. Say it. I'm holy. Say it. I'm holy. I am the temple. 
of the living God. Makes you want to take care of this temple a little bit better, doesn't it? I'm not going to sacrifice my temple for the world. I'm not going to go cutting on myself and missing. I'm not going to be a, become a sacrifice and making all these demonic sacrifices. I'm born again believer. Hallelujah. And I'm going to speak to that which tries to break my, break my body. I'm going to tell my body, no, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And as long as I'm in this shell, it shall live. But you have to come into the knowledge of God that this is true. You have to. You need to get healed every day. Why? Because the devil's constantly trying to put a headache on you. He's trying to put high blood pressure on you. He's trying to put sickness and disease on you. He's slipping in through your food, through the air you breathe. He's coming from every angle. He's trying to tear down this temple. For the temple of God is holy. When I said we got to... When we, we, we got to get about our business, what I'm saying is it says that the temple of God is holy. It's been set apart for what? For the spirit of God, the spirit of the living God to work through and to move. So that rivers of living water can flow. What kind of water? Living water. Ha! Yes. Huh? So, wait a minute now. For the temple, that's in princess. Nobody I know. For the temple, Holy Ghost, which you are, which you are. So this is in italics, which you are. <laughs> Do you believe you're the temple? Then don't you think if you're the temple that you got an assignment? Chapter 6, I'm going to read from 12 to 20. This is life, people. This is the reality of, 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 of who you are. All things are lawful unto me. This is Paul speaking. In other words, I can do anything because I'm a born-again believer. But they're not expedient. They're not good for me. All right. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and belly for the meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now, the body is not for fornication. But for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Let me camp out here for a minute. 
Let me camp out here. I don't really like to bring up politics. But I'm going to tell you, we got a man running for president who's a homosexual. Okay? And so he doesn't want people to speak against his homosexuality because he says he knows who he is in God and that, you know, and, and all these things. He has no plans to change. He just wants to be a better him as he is. He has no plans to change. Because one of the problems with the church, then this church is that out here is preaching this perverted grace that they're preaching, is they got people thinking that they can remain the same, that I'm forgiving and I can stay in the same state that I am. Now, I'm not picking one side against the other. I think the other side is just as dark as this side, if not worse. So I'm not so, for those of y'all are Republican or Democrat, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the lie that's being spread that you can remain the same. What did he say, brother, here? He says, now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Sin is fornication. You, we, we know it, but any sin is not for the Lord. It's not for the body. Just keep going. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us. How? By his power. You see, <laughs> I love when that scripture says in Romans chapter 8, you don't have to go there, brother, but 11, for he quickens our mortal body. In other words, he gives us power over sin, sickness, and disease. It's a complete quickening. Amen? All right. And God, all right, next verse. Know you not that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? Doesn't that tell you that when we get born again, that we shouldn't look like the world, we shouldn't see like the world, we shouldn't act like the world, that we are holy, that we've been set apart, that the presence of God, that the kingdom of God, the fullness of God is on the inside of me. God forbid, God forbid that we stay the way that we were. God forbid it when he gave us his grace. Grace is the power to change. We teach grace as the ability to be saved, but yet remain stinking and nasty and filthy and unholy. Then he goes on. What? Know you not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two says he shall be one flesh. So that's who you really are. You're fooling yourself when you think that you're with God and you're living this way. I've given you the grace. We saw, we were studying on Wednesday night. Sin shall have no power over you. I've been buried with him in baptism. And I have, in other words, my old man has been put away. And I have risen with him in the newness of life. We need to walk in the newness of this life. 
and we can. It's, oh, my God. It's not about your efforts. It's not about you trying to change yourself. It's about faith. It's about faith that he has done what he said he would do and that you are who he says that you are. It's about love, understanding that God loves you so much that everything that is his has become yours. Faith works by love. We must first understand and know how much he loved us and pulled us out of darkness. Oh, I ain't even got started on that part yet. I'm ready, brother. What did I say? That's it? No. We're going to keep going. Lord, he that is joined unto the Lord, what does it say? He that is joined unto the Lord is one what? One spirit. That's why the, the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, as it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. Why? Because he sees himself. Flee fornication. And every man that, a, I mean, every sin that a man does without the body, but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. Sins against his own body. Sins against his own body. Look at your videos today. Look at, I, I saw Brian Essery, I think, posted something about, about relationships and all, and, and now today in order to be a relationship, and you got music, and you, this music is filthy. I listen to some of these songs, man. I was listening to some songs, and they're love, they call them love songs. And they're telling the woman what she got to do. And they're very graphic about what she needs to do to them and for them. This music is foul. And if you don't think it affects these young people, if you talk to somebody, I get these young people in my car all the time. And I'm going to tell you, if that baby wasn't sitting there, I would tell you some of the things that I hear them say. They say, the girl, one girl says she wanted to wait till she got married to have sex. She wanted to remain a virgin. Another girl sat there and said, well, you can do it this way. Boom. You can do it this way. And the music. The devil is after our children. They're after. I heard another man, 60-something years old. He's not with his wife, and he's talking about relationships. He's talking about the women that he runs across. He runs across all these women. He talks about the relationships with these women. And he says to me, he said, man, these women are freaky. I said, boy, you got a problem. I said, you need to find your woman in church. He said, they are. He says, this one loves Jesus, and this one loves God, and this one this. He was going on and on, and I said, and he says, they're freaky. And he's giving me a conversation. I said, do you really think I want to hear this? So it's not just the little children. It's not just the 21-year-olds that are 15, 17-year-olds. 
is 45 and 50 year old, 60 year old women that, that are Christians that are in church. You know why? Because they don't know this. Because all they hear about is how much money they want to get. And they want, I'm going to prosper. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do it. And I'm healed. No, you're foul. Your body's foul. Your flesh is foul. You don't see who you really are. You've been made holy. But you don't understand that. You've been made righteous. You don't know what that means. People use spirituality for what? They use spirituality for insurance. Did you give her that? Okay. All right. Amen. They use spirituality. Well, as soon as that door closed, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I don't want to say it in front of her. But a girl says, well, she can, huh? So what? Grown-ups can hear it. She says, well, you can just have anal sex. See, that's what I did. This is what the world sees and hears. Now, let's keep going. Uh, verse, did we, verse 19 and 20, brother. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? There we see it again. We saw it in the 16th chapter, I mean in the uh, third chapter, 16, 17 verse of uh, 1 Corinthians. And now we see it here in chapter 6. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, and you are not your own. And verse 20 says, and verse 20 says, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glory and glory, uh, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are what? God's. Let me ask you a question. Is the, that just said that our bodies are God's, did it not? Did, didn't it just say that? He's not going to tear down his own body. There's an enemy. You got to understand that. We got to come to, we have got to get on the other side of this. We have got to allow Christ to be formed in us so we can see like he sees. We have got a boldness. We have to have a boldness and a surety that my body is owned by God. And his word says that he quickened it. He quickened my mortal body. This is more than quoting scriptures. It goes beyond quoting scriptures. That man, look man, you and you and me, and even the women in here, but I'm talking to men first. We should have such an indignation when the devil comes against somebody in our family. Women, too. Women normally have it before, before men do. But we need to take our rightful place. And we should have an indignation when comes, something comes against the health of somebody in our family or against us. We should just get downright mad. And we should talk to him the way Jesus would talk to him. 
You said it best. There'll be people that'll turn away because of what happened to our brother. There's a lot of folks don't know what we're learning today, brother. They don't see what we're seeing. See, I know this is getting into some of y'all's hearts. Let's keep going. Because God cannot lie. All right, Ephesians chapter 15, we're going to look at verse 22. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 15 through 22. And I'm doing a lot of reading, but stay with me because you, I, stay with me. Ephesians chapter, what did I say? 2, verses 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of the commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two, one new man, one new man, so making peace. One new man, so making peace. Let's keep going. And that he might reconcile both God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were far off unto them that were nigh, to the Jews and to the Gentiles, brought us into one body. There's no more partition. There was a wall of partition. That partition has been torn down. In other words, we all find ourselves together as one in Christ Jesus. For those that receive him. Even the Jews have to receive him. All right? For through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Through him, through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, for, now, <laughs> now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Mm -hmm. And are built, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone being the chief cornerstone what does that mean the cornerstone is the most important part of any building why because it joins together two different sides you pull that cornerstone out and it crumbles what size the Jews and the Gentiles Whenever you see that, he's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. In other words, everybody can come together in Christ Jesus. Amen? All right. In whom all the building fits framely, uh, fitly framed together groweth unto an holy what? A holy what? In the Lord. Verse 22, in whom you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. A place where the Holy Spirit lives and dwells. First Peter chapter one. I gotta find the verse. Man, I didn't write the verse down. 
You know what? That's fine. I'll tell you what. I <laughs> uh, right, see if you can find it. I'll just let me look at my Bible. That'd be a smart thing to do, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. Hang on. Stay with me. Y'all sleepy? You ready to go home? Huh? You better not be ready to go home. Y'all, I hope you're hungry, chomping at the bit. Huh? We're not ready to go home yet. Oh, let me see. Hallelujah. Come on. Where is it at? My goodness. Uh. All right. I forgot to where I wrote that. I mean, where the scripture is. I'm not going to spend all day on it because I, I can go ahead and, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll just go ahead and, and, and read this. Uh, verse, uh, whew. I'm going to read this anyway. Verse 20, I'm going to read the 25. Verse Peter chapter 1. Uh, this is a little bit, of, it's not off the beaten path. You'll see what I'm saying here. Who barely was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in last in the last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith, hope might be in God. Your expectation is in God. Your expectation is God. Your expectation is in God. Your expectation is in God, not in a man. Your expectation is in God. My receiving is in God. Why? Because my believing is in God. I know him as Abba, my source, my dad, my source, my father. So my expectation is in God, not in men. You know why it's so easy to, I, what I had to learn, I had to learn to do more for my wife. Because she was doing everything for me. I had to learn to do more for her. Because if she didn't do something and I would get upset about it, I was wrong. Because my expectation is not in her. My expectation is in God. And automatically, we just, when your expectation is God, automatically you begin to try to take the weight off her. And she begins to try to take the weight off of you. And you begin to meet each other in the middle somewhere. Because now I won't be looking down on her. I'm going to be looking. We're going to quit doing this together. Did she miss something? That's okay. We'll work it out. Make sense? Sounds crazy, but we'll catch that on another day. That my hope might be in God. Verse next verse. Uh, seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth. This is important. And obeying the truth the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart. Remember what I said. All of this is based on love. That's how we learn to love other people. What I just mentioned was about loving her, didn't I? Right? Unfeigned love. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. We, my point is I'm getting to the point. I'm going to wait till I get to this next verse and all, next chapter it all come together. All right, and then verse, where we at? That's 22? Oh, here it is. Sing, uh, where we at? I'm sorry, 22 is good. That's all I want to go. 122, right? What was 22? That was it. All right, here's what I really want to get to. Go over to John chapter 7. 
John chapter 7. And we're going to look at verses 37 and 38. Now he's talking to an unregenerate people here right now. In the last days, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Remember we talked about the inner man in the beginning? <laughs> this is what he was talking about. Out of you and I shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. What could stop this river from flowing? but you and I. If it's rivers of living water and it's coming from God, he's not going to stop it. We stop it. Remember what I said, I told you, how I always said this, is that the spirit man is where all of the life of God is, that all of the blessing in God is, is in the spirit man. And I said, the heart is a passageway of this life that's in your recreated spirit. That is where the rivers of living water is. The heart is the passageway of this life. Of these. The heart is the open gate for the waters to flow through. This living water. If your heart is. Blo what blocks your heart? Your five senses. Your soul man has to come in subjection to your spirit man. But it takes the word of God to come into your heart to drive out the world system, displace it, and inject the word of God to fill your heart full of the word of God. Why? So that the word of God can clear the passageway for the life that's in your recreated spirit so that the rivers can flow. If you think picking the Bible up once a week is enough, you got it wrong. I'm going to follow this up with praying in the Holy Ghost because that's exactly what we're doing when we're praying in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to talk about praying in the Holy Ghost, not today, but we're going to talk about it because it's necessary for these rivers to flow because when you're talking, you're when you're praying in the Spirit and the Holy Ghost, you're releasing, you're letting the rivers of living water flow. I'm going to tell you this, and you don't. You can tell anybody you want. When I was, I was thinking about Michael the other day, and he had these folks down there with him, and 
you know, his family was down there with him. And, and something came up out of me that day and said, he needs water. And I'm like, Lord, what do you mean he needs water? He, and water. I'm not saying I was being disobedient. I, if I was, I asked the Lord to forgive me. I wasn't down there to put water on him. I could have told somebody, called somebody and said, go pour some, go throw, sprinkle some water on Michael right now. I don't know. But it, it was like, and then today I would preach this message. This is the first time I realized it. In other words, rivers of living water. Does that make sense? Rivers of living water. Yes. It's flowing. It needs to flow out of us. It blew me away. And I just like, oh, my God, you know. Now, if I was down there, I probably would have, you know. But, you know, I, I you know, I didn't really have any connection to anybody. I don't even think I have Jennifer's phone number. I got to get it so I can call her this week. But And then I would preach on living water, you know. Don't take it the wrong way. I'm not saying Michael did anything wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't take it that way. What I'm saying is we're graduating is that we can't afford to not understand that we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Does this make sense to you? Did we read verse 38, Scott? 37 and 38. John 7, 30, uh, John 7, 30. Huh? All right. In the last days, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If any man, yeah, yeah, let him come and drink. And let go ahead to the next. Yes, sir. River flows, ribbing, uh, uh, rivers of living water. You become the temple of God, and rivers are flowing. Rivers are flowing. There are rivers. I didn't say, listen, I didn't say just a river. I said rivers, rivers, rivers. You want an example? You go back and you look at Garden of Eden, and you look at the, the um, you know, the, the geography of it. And out of Eden flowed what? Rivers. Rivers. Type and shadow of the river. What is, the, what is Eden called? The presence of God. That's what Eden means. Presence of God. We are Eden today. Out of Eden flowed rivers of living water. Out of you and I flows what? Rivers of living water. Amen. Hallelujah. Furthermore, Matthew 5.14. Let's look at this. Matthew 5.14 says, Oh. Oh. You are the light of the world. You are, look, let me say it again. See, this is what used to bother me. I sat in the Baptist church, and I listened to people saying, you're the light of the world. And it was all based, listen, oh, it was all based on the outward shell. It was based on the physical aspect. How do you look in front of people? Preachers with collars. 
sisters with dresses down to the ankles, tams on their head, and walking just as crooked as they could walk. I knew some church girls, women that saw their lifestyle. You are the light of the world. You, that's why I say, we always talk about being atmosphere changes. We are the light of the world. And a city set on a hill cannot be hid. Amen? It shouldn't be hid. That light lights the whole city. You are that city. Come on now, stay with me. You believe it this morning. And in becoming the light, you become a city. I'm not going to go to Revelations because I would have to reverse it, both of those verses. But uh, God, in, in there, there was no light there because God was the temple. And Jesus was the light. But today, we're the temple. And, and we have the light in us. We're the temple. We're the city. We have the light in us. Amen? John, book of John, chapter 1, verse 9. You there already? <laughs> I might read it. Let me go. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Let me get over there. Oh, my gosh. Mm, 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 mm. I might want a little bit more something just going over there. Oh, uh, can, can I start at verse one? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all were made by Him, and without Him, Him who the word was not any made. That was made. In him was what? Life. In him was life. In him was life. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. He came to light us up. Rivers of living water. Flowing life. Light. That's what's in you and me. <clears throat> Let's keep going. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. You should look like you, this light, and the world should not understand you. But you come and you bring light, and you bring the gospel. You bring the gospel of peace. Amen. You bring healing. You bring the laying on of hands. You bring the casting out of devils. Hallelujah. And when serpents would bite you, they don't hurt you. 
Because in you is life. Out of you flow, li flow li rivers of living water. Verse. What verse was that? Somebody. Oh. And, 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 and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, named John. And the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. That all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, talking about John. That was... True light, which lighteth every man, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Everyone that receives him, that light that is in him, he puts in them. You are the light of the world. Everybody say, I'm the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. You have to understand, Jesus came as the light of the world to enlighten people, to enlighten you and I so that we can have the light in us, the same light in us, so that the lamb in us. Can you say it again? You ready for this? The lamb in us makes us the holy of holies. We are the holy of holies. We are the ark of the covenant. Remember the ark in the Old Testament? And where God's presence was, was just in that box, was in that ark? You remember how they cherished that part? Remember how much David loved that ark? You remember how they fought? And you remember everything when it was stolen, how he went to get it back? You remember how they coveted that presence of God? It is in you. You and I are the ark. And we're going to begin to see it in our lives. Because this is not a storybook. Because this is reality. And we're not going to be bombarded with life situations anymore. Because we're going to start kick back and find out what's really important. And we're gonna, not going to lack anymore. And we're not going to lack because we're going to say that I look to God. Then I'm going to trust him. And we're not going to walk around sick anymore. And we're not going to keep losing people that we love. This gospel has got to go deep down on the inside of us. I buried four family members this in, in, the last, in the last year. Four family members. I've been to seven funerals already this year. Now I know my mama, she checked out of here to school. She was 93 years old. This doctor said, your mom's not going to be here much longer. Oh, she's gone. She'd been, you know, she, she really didn't experience any pain. She'd been sick a week. She went home. She left. 93 years old. And everybody else, my other aunt, she left. She was 98 years old, right? Aunt Jessie was 98. Then I had an uncle. He was 93 years old. 90, uncle Freddie was 92 years old. And I lost my sister-in-law just here. Um, and she was, how old was Nina, 88, 82, 82, 83. 
She went home to be with the Lord. And then we lost Lane last year, baby. We lost Lane. And we lost uh, Linda's mother this past month. Uh, I did that funeral. And we, there was, uh, I think, I can only count seven, but I think there were more. And now I got an eighth one. Michael went home too early. We have nothing to do with that. That's what God brought him home. He's home with God. And he's rejoicing and he's running. We can't let the cares of the world choke out the word of God. We can't. Do not let the cares of the world choke out the word of God in your life. Stay consistent and steadfast on your believing. Always looking to God. Always drawing on the rivers of living water. Proverbs chapter 11, 10 verse 11, I believe it's 10, 11 says, the mouth of a righteous man, you, you, let's, let's look at that real quick, Scott. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Look at this. Oh, this is so awesome. Look at this. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Why? Rivers, wells, water, living water is a well of life. Right? But violence covers the mouth of the wicked. But the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Why? And, and we're talking, these are prophetic scriptures. Because we see like God. We see God as he is. We see Jesus as he is in his finished and completed work. We recognize how much he loves us. And what he has made us, what he's taken us from to what he's brought us to. That he's placed us in his family. Never to be defeated by the devil again. So that's why I said in the beginning. Is that when these things come against us. And I pointed out to men. But I know how you women are. I know how she is. I know she plants those feet. And when she says something. My son told, told somebody one time. He told one of his friends. They need something was going. He says well if you need somebody to pray for you. You ask me get my parents to pray for you. Because they. They get results because God answers their prayer. That's what they should say about all of us. That's I want to live up to that. But I have to believe God's word. I have to take him at his word. And then I have to, with righteous indignation, when things will come against us, I have to go at it with everything that's in me. Rivers of living. <laughs> What's in me? I'm the temple of God. I'm the holy of holies. <sighs> Hallelujah. Holy of holies. Rivers of living water. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have to begin to see this way. And I just, this is just an extension of what we say uh, until Christ be formed in us. We're going to see Michael again. Well, we're going to see him on earth.
We're going to dance with them. We're going to run with them. Go have lunch with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe it this morning? Hallelujah. Understand that you are the temple of the Most High God. And out of your mouth flows rivers of living water. That you have healing in your body. Not just for you, but for those that will believe. Or those that God assigns you to hit it may not even be believers. They just need God needs somebody to go lay hands on. Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto you. He said, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I guarantee you he said it that way, if not louder. Why? Because he believed it in his heart. And that man got up. Went walking and running and leaping, and 5,000 people were saved because of what they saw. If you don't think the gifts of the Spirit are going to work in this church, then you stick around here just a little bit. Because these are the things. That's why I'm telling you, you know when I'm going to know we're connecting to this? When you start walking in what God called you to walk in. When you get bold and you start laying hands on people. When you start giving tongues with interpretation. Hallelujah. When you start being sensitive to what God's speaking to your heart while you're in here. You, ain't, you understand? Because it ain't about the pastors. I got to fight the same good fight you got to fight. Fight it with faith. I'm no better than you are. Amen. I might be smarter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm no better than you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I might be smarter than James. I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Better looking, I don't know. <laughs> well, you all understand what I'm saying in seriousness. Please begin and pray about it. Go home and pray about it. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pastor, is these God, Almighty God, is these things that Pastor said, are they true? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stand. Hallelujah.